Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm here uh, with Dr. Barker again. Uh, took a little break, but uh, he's back now. And Dave, I just came back. I just came from the seminary where you teach. Um, do, I conducted a chapel ministry teaching these uh, kids, and um, it, it helps us kind of introduce the topic today, which is um, which comes out of a research paper that was submitted to you by one of your students. Mm-hmm. Uh, just reminding people like us who are charged with ministry formation, spiritual formation, if you will, to be very intentional about um, our work with, with being mindful that it's a different generation today. Uh, young people struggle with identity and they need special attention if they're to find their place in the Lord's work. So you got this well-written research paper from one of your students that is going to drive our conversation right now. So why don't you just set it up for us, and then we'll spend some time just thinking about it. Yeah, uh, the <clears throat> the pastor's name is uh, Liam, Liam Wilson, and uh, he pastors a church in St. Catharines. He, it's a church plant, um, and he there would there would be an intergenerational factor there, but there would be a number of of folks in his church that are new Christians. A very interesting methodology that they used was door-to-door visitation and went from door-to-door inviting people to church. And so they began uh, a church uh, in a storefront, and uh, the storefront was uh, called Pony. Uh, it was kind of like a, a just a, a variety store kind of thing, I think. And anyhow, it's called Pony Church. It's okay. kind of ab- <laughs> absorbed that name um, by... Osmosis, and uh, so he he wrote me a paper on what is it, and 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 the issue that the topic of the paper was on pastoring. Then he put in brackets young people, and what he means by young people is not teenagers, but he's referring to young adults, say in their twenties, basically through their twenties. And so, what does it mean for a pastor to pastor that generation of students? And he fits that generation; he's in that generation. So he's not only asking how do people like you and me pastor it, how does he pastor it, and how does he pastor it from inside his own community. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he, he covered some of the things that are characteristic of the young adults of, of this day and time. And then in each, he gave three or four things that we need to think about. And then he talked about, okay, how does a pastor respond to that? And he, he did some really, really nice work. Uh, and I read it. I'm interested in the last uh, point that he makes, that a pastor needs to do our work, which is to make disciples. We know that, teach the words, so on and so forth. But there's more to being a pastor than just disseminating information and inspiring people. There's a responsibility we have to present people mature in Christ, to help them know their place. And so his point, number four, was they need... Um, uh, help with the vision of their mm-hmm. role in the kingdom so that they, they have a piece mm-hmm. of the action. They feel responsible and wanted and equipped for that role. I th- let's, can we chat a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, he's got a great line in here that I circled an asterisk. Today's young adults are being catechized. And I thought, wow, he's, he gets it. But, of course, it's... That's not a good thing? That's... TikTok, it's uh, okay. Facebook, right. it's, uh, well, whatever they're using, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook are, is catechizing them in the values of hedonism and pleasure. Right. Yeah. 
And so he is saying, no, the storyline of the Bible offers an alternative set of values and a vast superior end goal. And our job as a church is to have them make that worldview shift, have us all make that worldview shift, but we're focusing on that generation right now. But that worldview shift and that there's something much more valuable and much more you know, fulfilling and all the rest of that stuff found in the kingdom of Christ and its values and mission. Do you think it's a, a, a characteristic of this generation that they do struggle uh, in finding their place in society? Uh, have we contributed to that? Um, we both lived through a couple of generations, whatever a generation is. Mm-hmm. Um, we can reflect on how it was when we were in that category. But do you think there is something challenging about today's young adults that we need to pay attention to? Yeah, and he identifies some of that stuff at the beginning of the paper, right? Mm-hmm. And he talks about the fact that, um, the, uh, what's he say, described by psychologists as being a psychosocial develop, development moratorium where the development of social roles and personal identity is temporarily suspended. Um, then he talks about the millennial generation said uh, generation is far more diverse and pluralistic than any preceding generation. And, and he talks about kind of the delayed adulthood as well, because, all right, it used to be now that it used to be that when you got became adults, you got married and left your house. Mm-hmm. But now it's you're staying longer in your parents home. You're going to university or college out of that. Or even when you do leave your parents home. Uh, you're entering into even a f- longer state of singleness uh, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it is a different world that we're, we're talking about. And f- for them to find their place and identity, I think, is something that you and I have to take seriously, that it was different. it's different now than it was. Yeah, so we've got to instill in them intentionally uh, response to be responsible for uh, the welfare of their brothers and sisters, to not be so self-centered. I think we, we might call some of it that. They're just absorbed with uh, the immediate. But a mature Christian thinks intergenerationally and thinks about their impact on other people. And so how do we change the way that we do church to help people like that move from what is a a non-biblical worldview into a mature Christian worldview where they are engaged in meaningful service. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and what Liam is talking about here talks about four things that he would identify. And, and, and as you and I were uh, chatting just before the podcast, what's new here? And the mm-hmm. answer is nothing, mm-hmm. right? But what he's asking, and he knows that. He's very, very aware of that. But he is saying, sometimes I think people like you and me have lost the intentionality mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. whole thing. So he identifies four things, right? He talks about the need for meaningful community, talks about the need for meaningful service, talks about the need for modeling, especially by people older in the older generation, uh, a kingdom-focused life. And he talks about casting a vision for them how God might want to use them in his mission in terms of who they are, their giftedness, their equipping, their, their personalities, even their education and direction in life. So he talks about those four things. And as, as, as we said, what's new here? Mm-hmm. That's kind of our job. Mm-hmm. 
but he's just saying, don't forget about this generation and how they might think about things a little bit differently than, than maybe you and I traditionally do or have done. Seems to me what he would say or what, what I'm thinking is that when we have these young, if they come, if they're there, maybe that's another problem, but if they're there, that um, we don't just treat them as students, but we call them into ministry, put a yoke of responsibility on them uh, with us on the other side of the yoke so that they're not just learners and we're not encouraging them to be passive, but we're calling them into active service. So you you call them up, you challenge them, you give them positions, you let them fail uh, so that at an early age, they're, they have a vision for what the church is and what their role is in that. Yeah, We're and not intentional about that. I think we like it to happen, but unless we organize our church community to make room for people like that and to give them a sense of, back in the day, uh, young people, for instance, there would be executives, right? 15-year-old kids, well, I'm the treasurer of our youth group. Well, I'm the vice. Ch-. It was kind of crazy, but the good thing about that was that we had jobs, and we felt that we were partnering with a, a mission. We had a, We were praying about what could we do together. Um, I'm not so sure that's popular today. No, I, I, I think you're right. And, and as I thought about this, uh, as to what Liam is saying here, okay, what does this mean? Well, it might mean that, well, a couple things. One, an interesting thing he noted was, especially when a student goes off to university, all right, so you have the, the church that they've left, the family that they're involved, that they're part of, but then the church that they go to. And he talked about the receiving pastor of a university student. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they're transitional, right? They're going to go home at Thanksgiving weekend. They're going to go home at Christmas. They may be around for maybe three to four years while they they do their uh, studies at University of Guelph. But he's saying, don't forget that these people have joined your congregation, if they've come at all, Mm -hmm. and you trust. And again, the the sending pastor has work to do to make sure that they do get landed in a church if they're coming from wherever and going to an, another place, that they do some work on, on their behalf, then they get connected, and then the receiving, you know, you just don't shunt them off into a college and mm-hmm. career group, but actually maybe even somehow get them involved in the life of the church. So that's that group of people. But then the ones that are what you would call more, you know, are there on a more on a regular basis they're they're it's their home church you know why aren't they on the building committee why aren't they on the search committee for a new pastor mm-hmm. uh why aren't they on maybe even to some level or other the deacons board and all the ministry committees men's ministry children's ministry women's ministries um embracing these people into meaningful mission for the life of the church so that the gospel is being portrayed, being proclaimed in a, in a powerful way, but they're part of it. Mm-hmm. And we tend to always look for the above 40, mm-hmm. maybe even 50-year-olds to kind of run those shows. Do you remember the days when you would have associate members? So yeah. students who are in churches, we, we created that because we wanted them involved mm-hmm. and membership was an issue. So it's, okay, we'll create this membership category so that you can serve. We want you to serve. As, as members. And that was one way, I think, that we tried to communicate that you're not just here to visit. We want you in meaningful membership. Yeah, we called them associate or associate membership, or sometimes you just call them student memberships. 
And, you know, that was to fulfill or to get around a particular mm-hmm. issue of identity with the church and that kind of stuff. And I remember at a time, I remember at a time when I wrote a paper against all that mm-hmm. uh, when I was in seminary. I have since learned and have changed my mind. And Liam is part of, you know, this is very recent, but no, I, th- I think those are wonderful things uh, to embrace these young adults. Granted, they're in a, a delayed kind of way of thinking. They call, yeah. it, they call it the quarter life, mm-hmm. right? You, we talk about halftime where they're talking about quarter time, uh, which is a very interesting mm-hmm. kind of language to be using. Um, but, and, and as we said before, you know, there's nothing new here, but just yeah. an- another little thing here that I found absolutely fascinating. I was chatting with one of these folks in another church in in a, in a situation I'm, I'm working in right now. And I, I said at the beginning of the message that I was giving that in that church, I said, this is more of a lecture than it is a sermon. And the, the young adult, she, a, a young woman in her 20s, maybe early 30s, uh, came up to her after and said, oh, I just loved what you did. Lecture? Yeah. She <laughs> says, I was so happy to hear that you used the word lecture rather than sermon. <laughs> and I thought, wow. She says, no, I'm an educated person. And I like to hear something that is thoughtful, a little heavier or a little more, I don't know, academic. Mm-hmm. I, I think she used that word. Uh, so that my mind is challenged, mm-hmm. not just my spirituality or not just my emotions, but you're giving me something to think about. And maybe pushing me a little bit beyond my own ability intellectually to capture it. Yeah. When you do that, though, in a church, you're going to get people who say, you're you're above my head, I don't understand. And the pastor lives with that tension, but I think it's a good tension. Do you remember the days when uh, Word of Life teens involved? I was never really part of Word of Life, but I'm sure the Word, I'm sure of, I I know of it. It was just, I was part of that. And it got young people. 12, 13, to preach oh, and to yeah, teach yeah. and to do music. And all it was competition. You were judged and all sorts of things. And it was a lot of fun. Um, it it might have had an unintention, unintended consequence when you evaluate people on their performance. And I don't hear about it too much anymore. Uh, but I'll tell you, it, it got us involved. And maybe for the wrong reasons, I don't know. I had to, everyone has to deal with why you serve the way you do anyway. But we don't have any of that anymore. And like we've said, um, there's this satisfaction that if you're here in the pew, it's enough. Just that's all you need to do. We're glad that you're here. We have young people here. Can't, it can't be that way. And we tend to shunt them off into some kind of side thing where they're – you know, you have a social for the for the yeah. college and careers, yeah. that kind of thing. When in fact, that's great. They enjoy hanging out with each other, mm-hmm. but there is some very and and the thing is, those these young adults that we we've got in our in our churches now, they're highly educated. Um, they're they're bright. Yeah, and, and they'll, they'll walk away. And they've got and they've got leadership in other places. Yeah. In fact, you know, in their jobs. Uh, they're they're taking roles of leadership, yeah. and here in the church, we're okay. You're not ready yet. Yeah, that's something. Well, Dave, uh, we are out of time. We're going to have to say goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to us on Thinking About It.